Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, Episode 79, The Crow. In a world without justice, one man was chosen to protect this podcast. I think he did a really good job. He did, yes. He protects us well. Brandon Lee watches over us everywhere. Because we keep him in our heart. We do. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Chaos. I'm your co-host, Carnage. And we are They Mostly Podcast at night. Mostly. We review horror movies. Each week, we take turns picking a different movie to bring you. Sometimes the definition of horror is a little broad, but that is okay. You're a little broad. Oh, nice. (laughs) You get points for that. Thank you. (laughs) I can't even be mad. (laughs) Um... So, we, uh... That just threw you off say? completely, yeah, didn't it? it really did. It just totally <laughs> threw me off. I don't even... I'm like, what was You're I saying You're that impressed, now? right? Oh, my gosh. I'm just... Uh, if you've never listened to an episode of this podcast before, please don't, sorry. don't judge me harshly. <laughs> uh, but uh, we want to say spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen this movie, stop listening and go watch this movie. But it's been out for, what, like 40 years. So you've probably no, seen this. Shut the fuck up. But it's not been out for 40 years. God. 20? <laughs> okay, more than 20, less than 40. Okay. Um, A significant it, amount of time. It came out in 94. I was 13. Yeah. So it wasn't 40 years ago because you'd be 53 then. Okay. This week we did The Crow. Again, it was in 1994. It was rated R. It was an hour and 42 minutes long, and it got a 7.6 on the IMDb scale. What about that tomato meter? Glad you asked. The tomato meter is certified fresh at an 81%. 53 critic reviews. Critic consensus filled with style and dark, lurid energy. The Crow is an action-packed visual feast that also has a soul in the performance of the late Brendan Lee. Audience score, 90%. I'm not surprised by that. Based off of 377,000 user ratings. I'm really not surprised by that. No, me neither, actually. Uh, Give us some cast, maybe. Hit us with that cast. All right, let's do cast. So everybody knows who we're talking about. Eric Draven was Brandon Lee, of course, the late Brandon Lee. And we'll talk more about that later. Yes, and the curse. And he's most famous for Showdown in Little Tokyo. But you know what's funny? Actually, I've done this before. You know what's weird? (laughs) Actually, he had an extremely minor role in a movie that just came out in 2000. Really? Not just 2000, because that was 19 years ago. But it came out in 2000. So it was obviously well done before he was passed away you know i'm wondering if it's just like archival footage of him that they use in the movie no, it wasn't um he was actually standing in line for something he was standing in line that was his role but it was filmed way before his death and the movie was just took so like sometimes movies are in the cans well it's not like like it's old footage of him well, Before yeah, but the, it just because the movie didn't get released until like five years after his death. Oh, okay. yeah. The movie was just sitting on the, the shelf being ready to be released. It wasn't stock footage like they took it from. No, I'm not saying it was stock footage. I'm oh, just okay. saying it was. I meant. I just oh, yeah. meant well, it was. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't his corpse that they propped, in the, propped up in the movie. <laughs> That'd be a little awkward, especially six years later. Shut up. <laughs> that is not what I fucking meant. I'm just clarifying it for us. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> 
Sarah was Rochelle Davis. She was probably, what, 12, 13 in this role. So was I when this movie came out. It was perfect. Yeah, and she actually didn't do much in film. She did one movie, an unnamed character in 2009, and then one small credit in 2016, and that's it. Hmm. That's all on her history. So I don't know if she did a lot in, like, theater or what. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Or Shakespeare in the Park. I mean, maybe... <laughs> Maybe she was a solid 30-year actress of Shakespeare in the Park. I'm not sure. The parking lot. Shakespeare in the parking lot. <laughs> okay, that has to happen now. Oh, my God, that has to happen now. We have to do that this summer. <laughs> Forsooth, Nave. Um, Excuse me, I'm trying to get that cart. Can you move out of the way, please? <laughs> Thou canst not pass. Until you answer me these questions, three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on, mm-hmm. Albrecht was Ernie Hudson. Of course, most well-known for Ghostbusters as Winston. Fuck yeah! But he's Winston. actually one of the hardest-working men in Hollywood. He actually has five things in production right now, like, in production. Wow. So, yeah, he's churns out shit like nobody's business. And, yeah, and he shows up everywhere, and it's such a delight when he does, mm-hmm. because he's such an awesome actor. Yes. Um... Top dollar was Michael Wincott. Of course, known for Alien Resurrection, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Count of Monte Cristo, and Three Musketeers are some of his headliners. Wow. I loved him in Alien Resurrection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I do really love Michael Wincott. Yeah. Um, I had some very confused feelings as a teenager about Michael (laughs) Wincott. All right. And... Um, Micah is Biling, uh, known for Wild Wild West, Red Corner, Crank High Voltage, and I want to say in like the late nineties, early two thousands, there was some kind of drama llama about her being a little batshit crazy. Do you remember that at all? No, I don't. Okay, I could be thinking of somebody else. Never mind. Moving on. Okay, uh, let us know out I, there. I um, Tintin was Lawrence Mason. Uh, known from ha- known for Hackers, Behind Enemy Lines, and Lincoln Lawyer. Oh my gosh. Um, T-Bird was David Patrick Kelly. Known for The Warriors, John Wick 1 and 2, and the new Twin Peaks series. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Skank was Angel David. Um, he had very minor roles, like in Baby Boom, which you love that movie, don't you? Diane Keaton. No. I thought you've made me watch it. Why would I watch, make you watch Baby Boom? I swear to God you've made me watch that movie. Never mind. Baby Boom? With Diane Keaton. Is I know, it? I know the movie you're speaking uh-huh. of. I just don't understand why you think you would like. I would like it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, never mind. Uh, G.I. Jane and Salt, as well as the whole line of Law and Orders. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Okay, Fun Boy is Michael Massey. Uh, most known for Catwoman, and sadly, he died in 2016. Oh, that is sad. Oh, and he was in 24, too. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Um... Grange was Tony Todd. Tony Todd, Candyman. Candyman. And also the all-knowing funeral director from Final Destination. Oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. Can't can't forget to mention that. I love Tony that. Todd, though. Seriously. And he also is really... He's got 10 things in post-production right now. Really? He's also working a shit ton as well. He is a hard-working man. He's got that voice, though. Like, I love his voice. Oh, I yeah. I wish he would read books on tape or mm. books on CD or whatever anymore. So. <laughs> They don't even make books on CD anymore. It's all audible. 
I don't even like those. You know, I tried to do that. And Audible? I, like, I tried to do, like... Yeah, well, like I, I rented them from the library, but on my on my phone. Yeah, and then I, you know, to listen to. I, I don't like people reading to me. I don't really. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't mind it in the car because it's kind of like something to kind of tune out. You know, just like kind of, especially like on large lar- long road trips. It's kind of nice to hear a story instead of just the music. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. Mm. It's not for everyone. I guess not. Yeah. I don't know why I don't like it. It just like I I've tried several times to You'd listen like to audio. You like it was Aaron Rickman and... reading it? No, you know what? I even tried to listen to Stephen Fry because he's the one who um, reads the British Harry Potters, and I got the full set of British Harry Potters by Stephen Fry, and um, I didn't even like that. And I love Stephen Fry. I I know you do. He's awesome. Yeah. That's weird. Maybe it just might be the kind of thing you don't like. I mean, I you must so. like reading it more. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Gideon was John Polito. Um, he also passed away in 2016. Oh, uh, R.I.P. But he was in Miller's Crossing, The Big Lebowski, and Chud. Oh, who was he in The Big Lebowski? Was, uh, I don't know. Oh. Lebowski. No, Big. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, he was... Okay. <laughs> He was something. I've never seen the movie. I don't know. What? Yeah, I've never seen the movie. Oh, my God, girl. But we just saw Chud, though. Yeah, we He's did just see Chud. Chud. I can't believe you haven't seen The Big Lebowski. It's no, like I never one have. one of my favorite movies. Um, okay, Darla, and last but not least, Darla was Anna Levine. And I wasn't going to add her, but she was actually in Desperately Seeking Susan and True, Man- True Romance. Oh, my God. So she was in quite a few movies. So it's kind of like an honorable mention type thing. Because I don't think she was, you know. She had a, a, a yeah. I mean, she she had a part. Why not? Why wouldn't you mention her? All right, fine. I mentioned her. There, it's been mentioned. Are you ready for a summary? Yeah, let's do summary. Okay. Man gets thrown out of window, communes with crow, and things go awry. I think things go awry before he gets thrown no, out No, no, no. They don't go awry until after he gets thrown out the window. I think things go right after he gets thrown out the window. What I'm saying, I mean, besides him dying. Mm, true, maybe. <laughs> I'm just but Shelly died after he was thrown out the window. Shelly, Shelly, yeah, that's so true. So if Shelly didn't die, I don't think things would have gone awry. Yeah, right. that's true. So. <laughs> okay, so the movie opens on Devil's Night in Detroit. Which, it's, um, it's actually... That actually originated in the 1940s. It used to be like petty crime, like egging and the toilet papering that we all know. Mm-hmm. And my parents actually, well, my father at least participated in it when he was in the 50s. Um, but then later, like in the late 80s, 90s, that's when it became more heavy vandalism, fires, especially like in the inner cities. I mean, the suburbs saw it too, but more like Detroit, Philadelphia. And it got so bad. I think it was like 800 fires. Yeah, more than 800 fires set in, like, 1984. Wow. And so there was, in the 90s, there was an act in Detroit where they started Angels Nights, where volunteers, up to 50,000, would participate in patrolling the streets Mm. to kind of keep Detroit safe. And it really did help plunge that number down to, like, 169 that year. Wow. I mean, 169 fires is still a fuck lot, but it's less than 800, so. It's a lot less than 800. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy, though. To yeah. go for such a small little thing to just go out of control. 
Yeah, to the point where, I mean, 800 fires, you got to feel like the whole city's on fire. Yeah. Like, I thought it was crazy when I when we were watching the movie. I'm like, oh, it was never that much. But right. like, maybe it was. I was like, oh, I'm sure there's never been fires like that. Oh, well, Apparently. nope, I'm wrong. Yeah, and I had even, like, been told by somebody that it was, like, a made-up thing. So I love that my parents participated in it. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, granted, it was the 50s, so it was the petty shit. I mean, I, they weren't lighting any fires anywhere. But it's still fucking funny to think about that, that my parents, like... Egged people on shit. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess it would be. <laughs> I'm sure my parents have done shit like that, too. Probably. <laughs> um, so we started a crime scene, and this is where we're introduced to Officer Albrecht, Ernie Hudson. Yay, Ernie. Yay, Ernie. Um, I love that name, Ernie. Just as a side note. Ernie. <laughs> I know. But this is uh, a really terrible crime scene where uh, t- a couple living in a loft apartment uh, were were just brutalized to death. Uh, the the fian- the the woman Shelley Webster she was beaten and raped, and her fiance Eric Draven was died from was died. was died. <laughs> He died um, after being stabbed, shot, and thrown out of a window. This was a really terrible scene. Do we want to talk a little about this scene? Do we? Now or later? I'm wondering that, too, because this is the scene. This is the scene. So I think we should talk about it now. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, so as all of you know, or most of you should know... Um, Brandon Lee actually died during the filming of this movie. There was a prop issue with one of the guns. They were It was um, incorrectly loaded. And Michael Massey Funboy went to shoot Eric Draven. When, but instead of when it being... When he walks into the apartment. Right. When he walks right in with the bag of groceries. But instead of it being a blank and a... Um, what are those little things that's, that spout blood? Dye pack. Blood pack. Mm-hmm. it actually shot and killed him. Yeah, it was... Um, they made their own blanks by just taking the bullet out and there was something like... There was something wrong with one of them or it got jammed in the gun and they didn't know it was still in there and then the prop guy didn't know to check and so nobody found that there was something actually lodged in there so when it fired, it actually shot the uh, remains of the blank out of the gun and hit him in the abdomen. Just as if it, they had fired a real bullet at him. Right. Um, and then he died later in the hospital. From the wounds. Yeah, right. from the wounds he sustained, yes. Fortunately, most of the movie was shot by then. Uh, they only had to use a stunt double for yeah, a was, couple scenes. It was the last eight days of production. Right. Um, horrible, of course. You know. Oh, so tragic. Um. I mean, Michael Massey, who played Fun Boy, couldn't work for a year. He didn't do anything for a year, pretty much. Yeah, he was wrecked over it. Yeah. Um, Brandon Lee's widow, of course, sued the production. His widow or his mother? His fiance. Fiance sued the production, and Michael Massey. But luckily, Michael Massey they set it out of court. Yeah, he was. I mean, cleared he, of it all was charges. Ruled a, yes, it was ruled an accident. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, the dummy cartridges loaded had real bat brass caps, bullet no, but no powder. Right. Um, because they took the 
bullets out of them. They made their own. Right. So they dry fired the gun um, to get the cock off, knocking the, the bullet into the barrel of the gun. And then, then the gun was loaded with blanks, but that one bullet that was left in there is what killed him. So very sad. Yeah. Um, one of many, I mean, one of many accidents that happened on set. Obviously, the, the most horrendous the, accident. Oh, yeah, the worst. That happened on set. I mean, and honestly, cursed family. Because you want to talk a little bit about Bruce Lee while I pull up what else happened on here? Like I just happened to know shit about Bruce Lee. Oh, I thought you knew. I thought you knew about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was mysteriously murdered after yeah, one of his biggest films, Enter the Dragon, around the same age as Brandon. Yeah. So it's very. It's one of those things. that's like, like you know, like the Kennedys are supposedly cursed because JFK died and then John Jr. died, and you know they're just like the male, the Robert Kennedy died was killed. Like they're supposedly cursed. It's kind of like the curse of the Lee family too. Supposedly. I'm not saying it's mine. I'm just saying that's I just think that's rumor. dumb. It's just really tragic. That's all it is. Oh, it was the mother of Brandon Lee that oh, okay. filed the lawsuit. Well, I, I, I just knew that Eliza was his fiance, not his wife. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm sorry. It was Linda Lee Caldwell. Caldwell, rather. Is a mother and Bruce Lee's widow. Yeah, she's probably like, what the fuck, dudes? Yeah. So and and like I said, this they they believe the filming was cursed too because a carpenter suffered burns on his upper body. Like the first day of filming, um, a worker had a screwdriver embedded in his hand. Yeah. One of the trucks burst into flames. Uh, one of the stuntmen broke ribs after falling through a roof. Um, a rigger was electrocuted. I mean, luckily he didn't die, but he was electrocuted. <laughs> a set sculptor went berserk and drove his car through the props room, destroying it. And a hurricane uh, fucked up many of the sets. So. Yeah, um, crazy how much went wrong on that set. Yes. It is indeed. And very sad. Because he was a great actor and he could have even done better. He was amazing in this role. I mean, he was, like they said, he was the soul of this movie. You know what's even weirder? What? They wanted Michael Jackson for him, for for that role, and they wanted it to be a musical. Just trying to lighten the the mood a little bit. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> they wanted, yeah. They thought it was a joke, but yeah. Um, they stated on the commentary that they wanted a music, make it a musical starring Michael Jackson. And the director, uh, James O'Barr, thought it was a joke until they were like, "No, we're serious." <laughs> yeah, I think James O'Barr would definitely not assume they would be serious right out the gate about that. <laughs> what the fuck? There was actually talks of um, making another one um, that stayed close, like, like really, they wanted to keep it really, really close to the graphic novel. Oh, yeah. Um, But they keep having problems. Like, it, uh, (laughs) it, like, bankrupted the company, and uh, they just haven't been able to get it together. But we're, you know, hopeful, but it doesn't, some, a lot of sites are saying it doesn't sound like it'll happen, but, yeah, I don't know. I have to apologize. I was wrong. What? Um, I believe in conspiracy, apparently, because I thought Bruce Lee had been murdered. The cause of death that's listed is cerebral edema. But the rumor is that he was murdered by the mafia. 
Oh yeah, I thought you so. meant that was just a rumor. You, no, I you meant that's what really happened. Thought that was what really happened. I still think that's what really happened. You think the mob took him out? They said I that do. about Brandon too. Oh, it wasn't the mob that took out Brandon. That was an accident. I do think it was Bruce Lee. So was cerebral edema. No, I don't know. I don't believe that. I I believe in the conspiracy theory about the mob. Why would the mob take him out? Why wouldn't the mob take him out? There's things about him supposedly working for them and him wanting to break away. I mean, there's rumors that oh, I've that's read. Bullshit. Okay, well, I'm just saying I deal in rumors. I apologize. That wasn't the real. The real cause of death was cerebral, cerebral edema. So we're not getting very far into this movie. No, keep going. I'm so sorry. I keep backtracking us. Um, so keep going. What happens next? So <laughs> Sarah shows up when they're wheeling Shelly out to the ambulance, and that's when Albrecht meets her. She says she's their friend. They take care of her. Um, he tells her she'll be okay, but she knows he she won't. Same with Eric. Of course. Oh, well, who's quite dead. dead. He's a fucking pancake on the, the, stair, yeah, the street. I don't think he's going to be okay. Quite dead. Um, so then fast forward to a year later mm-hmm. where a quote unquote crow taps on the gravestone of Eric Draven. Eric awakens and climbs out of his grave. I say quote unquote row, crow because they used ravens. Throughout the whole film, yeah. Throughout there the wasn't entire a film. Pro. Yeah, five different ravens. <laughs> and they had to be trained to do most of the things they do in this movie, like hang out at night because they're not nocturnal. Right. Um, fly in the rain. They don't do that. <laughs> and they had to make them like fly through wind tunnels and shit. Poor babies. They even had to train them to be cool with sitting on uh, Brandon's shoulder because... They weren't about that either. They're not social creatures. <laughs> well, they are, but with other ravens. Well, I mean, like, with humans. they're not socially with humans. Well, people keep ravens as pets. Yes. They do. I know you want a raven for a pet. You're not getting one. I do. I want an African no. raven because they're legal to have here. Nope. <laughs> nope. No birds for you. I know. Nobody would. You guys would kill me if I got a raven. <laughs> How long do the ravens live? Do we know? Because I know some birds live to like 75 years and you have to actually will them to somebody else when you die because they will outlive you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Are ravens parrots. the same way? I don't know how long ravens live, okay. honestly. I didn't look that up. No, and I don't expect you to because that's just so fucking random for me to ask. Well, I was just curious because you want one if you happen to know offhand. <laughs> no, I haven't ever seriously looked into... Like, usually when I want an animal, my thing is I will research it steadily for like six months <laughs> before I buy it. But I've never been that serious about ravens because I know nobody would let me get one. No, no, that's very true. No one will let you get one. So, yeah, I know that would not be a, a thing I could do. I already have <laughs> enough critters. Two cats, one hedgehog, two snakes, five tarantulas. I thought you had three snakes. Did we lose a snake? No, I only have two snakes. One corn, two ball python. One corn, one ball python. Oh, it's catastrophe. It's got three ball pythons. Yes. Okay, that's where I'm confused. All right, so what happens next in this movie? So, um, meanwhile, okay, so Eric's out. There's a low-level street gang setting fires in the city. Eric goes to his old apartment, thank you, Kat, uh, and relives some painful memories of Shelly. 
relives some good memories of Shelly, finds out that his cat is still alive, apparently. I don't know. Do you think that cat's a ghost? I think that cat... I don't, no, I don't think so, because Sarah could see it. That's true, but it just seems way too clean to be like... And how in it the world white. is it still alive? It was like the daintiest looking little fancy pants cat that I've ever seen. Right, and Sarah lived in the building. You'd think she would know it was alive, but it was a surprise to her a year later. So that cat would have been long starved if she wasn't feeding it. Yeah, or it would have taken off to go live somewhere else. Like, I have a question for you. What? Speaking of them. Um, what do we think? So we know Eric was in a band, a rock band. Yeah. Probably a local band. I'm not thinking too much fame. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, what do we think? Do we know what Shelly did? Sold her jewelry on Etsy. Okay. My question is, do we think they had money or no money? Uh, poor or rich? Oh, no. They were poor as shit because that they remember they say what, she started this position to not get evicted from their building and they were like, who the fuck would want to stay in that place? Well, okay. First of all, nice fucking loft though. That's yeah. A beautiful loft. No, it is beautiful. And that but- had to have cost like in... in City terms, like 2000 a month. No, because it's supposed to be real rundown and awful there. But it's beautiful. It's supposed to be like total ghetto there. But look at it. We, like, we see it. It's like, gorgeous with this huge window. Yeah, but it's super old. It's run down. I'm sure the plumbing's terrible. There's no kitchen. That's not, that's not a... <laughs> yeah, there's no kitchen. You didn't see that there was a kitchen. Yeah, I didn't see a damn kitchen. That was like a loft, like well, a I mean, studio. Well, I mean, like loft. that, there's no bathroom either. So what do they do? <laughs> pee in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, did you notice? Did you look for a bathroom door? I saw a pail. There that might be, be their a, bathroom. <laughs> there would be a kitchen if there was a kitchen. You can okay. see a kitchen. Well, then that brings my next question. What? So they're poor shit. We've determined that. Yeah. Why do they have like some of the most expensive headstones? Oh, I know. Those headstones would at least cost 12000 each. Yeah. Like, I'm not in the business, but I've bought enough headstones. Pretty sure this city doesn't spring for those either. Uh, even if you, you know. No. No. You get a wooden cross. Even if you're a victim of uh, crime, I don't think you get one of those. And I don't think they had enough friends in the area that they would have sprung for that. I mean. Okay. Well, we know why they have these tombstones, I don't know, you, though? movie. Because goths movie. <laughs> those are very intricate and expensive tombstones. I'm just saying gravestones. I'm just saying. Also because comic book. We have to say graphic novel. Um, you know, this was, after all, uh, James O'Barr's creation. Did you ever read the comics or graphic novels? I fucking owned it. I still oh, do, well, actually. Excuse me. Oh, yes. I own the graphic novel. Uh, it's it's pretty dog-eared. I've read it so many darn times. It's, is, it's is pretty worn out. Is it very close to the graphic novel? Uh, no. The graphic novel is, I mean, the concept is the same, but the couple, um, they're like beaten and killed after like when they're, they have like road trouble and their car breaks down. Okay. And this random game like stops and beats them up and rapes her and kills them. And so close, but not close, but not. And there's a whole lot more like the crow isn't a physical crow. The crow is like part of him that talks to him like, like. The, there's there's another um there's another character that's like like mo- kind of like a monster character that is not in the movie at all okay like i can't remember what his name was like boneface or something i can't remember um was it cowboy something no <laughs> not that i recall okay never mind no they mentioned um I, as i was looking up trivia they mentioned like cowboy. 
can't remember what it's called now. I'll have to look it up. But I'm like, who the fuck is that character? I'm, they cut all his scenes. So I'm like, okay, well, he's obviously not important. As I look it up here. Wah, 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 wah. Skull, skull Cowboy. Skull Cowboy. That's who I was thinking of. Okay, you were right. There was Cowboy in <laughs> okay, it. Okay, so he was in the graphic skull novel. Skull Cowboy. Yeah, he was in the graphic novel. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, they worked really closely with James O'Barr and even Brandon Lee um, as far as the script went. And they changed it like all the time. It got changed a lot, especially after Brandon unfortunately died. Right. Um, so... Yeah, parts got cut, parts got added. There was an Asian character that Brandon thought was was a little too racist, so they took them took them out completely. Ling? No, not her. Oh, okay. She stayed in, obviously. <laughs> no, he apparently was fine with her because she stayed. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I'm just curious. I got to borrow that novel for you then, because I think I'd find it interesting. I yeah, I gotta find it. Um... I don't know where it is right now, but it's probably in my trunk because most of my books are still in my trunk from my moving. Along with your dead bodies? Like, from, no, I mean from, you know, since I moved, like, I still have, I, I didn't move all my books in. There's still a lot of my books in my trunk. Notice you don't die, deny the dead bodies, though. So they're oh, there somewhere. No, uh, you know what? There's not room for a dead body, so there's no way I would have one because, like, who would even say that? I don't know why you would even think. You're backpedaling pretty hard here. I'm just saying. I mean, I just think it's a little ridiculous. Like, excuse me, I have to go over here with the mic still hot and confess to everything. Okay. <laughs> okay. So next in the plot, um, so the the group that you see lighting fires. Actually, I have a problem with this. So the whole thing, we're going so long. I know, I know, but I have a problem with this. So it's all about the fire, isn't it? Like a true pyro is all about the fire. Yeah. They fucking set a bomb in that arcade. Yeah. It's not being about the fire. That's just being about destruction. Let's be honest here. A true pyro went and set a bomb for the fire. They'd want to get close to that fire and set it themselves. I don't speak from experience. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you are such a intense. freak. <laughs> Fuck you. Keep going on this plot before I say All right. So he systematically starts going around taking out this gang that killed his girlfriend and himself. Um, I feel like we're getting into a lot of trivia, so I'll just be a little bit quicker about the summary to make up for that. Well, okay. So let's just go through the death. So the first one's killed is Tintin. He loves his knives. So he's killed with knives everywhere on his body and his face. Yes. And that was an awesome fight scene, too. Fuck yeah. It was great. It was great. Um... Next is, let's see here, I think it's Fun Boy. Mm-hmm. Well, first he goes, Fun Boy um, takes some stuff to the pawn shop. So then Eric goes to the pawn shop to try to find Shelly's rings. He loads his yeah. shotgun with the rings, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And he, well, after breaking the gas pipe, he leaves the pawn shop and he lights it up by shooting all the rings into the pawn shop. And he blows it up because he's poured gas everywhere. Which is fucking awesome. But he leaves Gideon alive so that he can tell the others that he's coming. Right. Which Gideon ends up dying anyway. I mean, let's be honest. He was a fuckwit. Yeah. Gideon's an idiot. Um, Top Dollar ends up killing him. Then Eric finds Fun Boy with Sarah's mother, Darla. Mm -hmm. He kills Fun Boy. Then he talks to Darla basically giving her the dad talk of you're not being good to your daughter. Well, first, I mean, he kills Fun Boy, yes. Well, he 
knocks fun boy out. While he talks to her, he removes the morphine from her bloodstream. Yeah. Like, he sobers her up. Mm-hmm. And then he gives her the talk. I mean, that's an important point that he... he Basically oh, yes. removes the the morphine, like draws it out of her body. Yeah, by magic. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. Um, this also was a scene where when she slices the razor at him, uh, one of the takes she actually caught his hand. Oh yeah, and he was cut up, and that was actually how why they made up those tape gloves that he wears so that it covers up his palm and you can't see that because he was supposed to be invincible. Right, and he actually cut himself in the pawn shop, too. Oh, really? Yeah, on one of the glass panes. Poor guy. So, yeah, he didn't have much luck at all. Okay. How does he kill Fun Boy? Remind me. Uh, Fuck, doesn't he shoot him or something? Like, doesn't he just take... Oh, no, an overdose of... He shoots him in the thigh, but then he he injects him with an overdose. He drags him into the bathroom, puts him in the tub, and then overdoses him. Yeah, because he likes to do what they like the best. Like, then... um, T-Bird gets a bomb in his groin as he's driven off in his Thunderbird right off the pier so he gets the bomb because he set the bomb in the arcade so then Eric gives him a bomb in the in 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 the pants in the naughty bits part Mm -hmm. and shoots that off as he makes it so his car goes off into the pier and kills him that way a nice big explosion yeah yeah that's crazy um, so then after that, he goes to Albrecht, Albrecht, um, he explains who he is and why he's there. And Albrecht tells him about Shelly's death and how he watched as she suffered for 30 hours. Like they would let him, but whatever. Plot point, a plot hole. Yes, clearly. <laughs> and, uh, and then Eric like lays his hands on him and pulls all those memories out of his head so he can go through it because that's a normal healthy thing to do yes (laughs) i understand your pain (laughs) sorry a little throwback to a previous episode i know what you did last summer (laughs) eric draven i know what you did too you died um so let's see then um we have a little scene where like Sarah and her mother begin to repair their strained relationship. Creepy, which just creeps Sarah completely. I don't blame her because her mother's a druggy sex worker without the money. <laughs> Fill in the blanks of what I was trying to say there. I just, I laughed because the look on Carnage's <laughs> face, as I could tell, she was struggling to find the right words. I'm trying to be politically correct here, sort of. Sort uh. of. Um, Skank, who is Skank, who's T-Bird's, you were asking before who Skank was, that was T-Bird's right-hand man. They don't give him a name yeah. in the movie. Like, um, Tony Todd's character doesn't get a name. Uh, Skank doesn't get a name. And there's Byling, Micah, doesn't actually get a name. Like, they get a name right. in the credits. Right. But they're never identified by name. So Skank is T-Bird's right-hand man. The one that goes in the liquor store and he comes out and T-Bird's going, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. So, um. That idiot. He heads back to the gang, the gang hideout, and here's the thing too: all shit ensues because Eric comes there where there's this board meeting of all these top gang people, I guess, gang leaders of Detroit, right? And that's actually the rumored scene where Eric dies. The, the mm-hmm. long time it was been the rumored scene, like one of those had a real gun and they were meaning to kill him, and he was right. shot then. Yeah. No, he wasn't no. shot during that scene. It's total false. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he basically kills everyone, but. Top Dollar, Micah, and Grange, and they escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and they 
they set up this thing to try to, to try to kill them um, in this church. I want to say, yeah, they steal Sarah, kidnap Sarah mm-hmm. to try to lure they her. Steal her. <laughs> they steal her, um, and then shit just goes crazy. Everyone dies. Everyone dies except for Sarah and Albrecht. Albrecht right. does get shot though. Yeah, they figure out that that the crow is the secret to his power. That if they kill the crow, they can kill him. Right. And then he figures out in a very painful way when they hurt the crow that he's no longer invincible, which was great. I was, an, I mean, there's a lot of subtle, like dark humor in this movie from Eric mostly. Like Brandon is so phenomenal. Like he plays. I mean, he's like this big brother role to Sarah. He's mm. like this horrible Avenger. He's this, you know, mourning uh, fiance. He's all these different things. And then he's got this dark humor to it, too. I it move just... and I'm dead. <laughs> I say I'm dead and, and I, I move. move. <laughs> Sorry, I love that line. I mean, some great lines in here and yeah. that he gets. Yeah. And so... um. So let's see. So, oh, yeah. So so then what is he like? I don't know. He just, they're like, you're not immortal anymore. And he's just like, fuck. And he falls over. It's pretty funny. Um, but he ends up, you know, up with Albrecht's help, he ends up um, shooting, killing Grange. Um, and Albrecht's the one that kills him. And then um, Micah goes to try to. You know, she's trying to threaten the crow at knife point. Mm-hmm. The crow freaks out mm-hmm. and pecks out her fucking eyes and causes her to fall from her death. Yes, which is phenomenal. And they actually made a um, mechanical crow to do that. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Well, mechanical raven, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Eric chases Topped out of the roof where he kills him by giving her all of Shelly's memories. Yes. And he Topped out just falls to his death and like he, he gets shocked and he gets yeah, impaled by uh, the, by a gargoyle uh, yes and the, the blood coming out the gargoyle's mouth I is awesome um and then he says his goodbyes and sarah's visiting the grave later and everything's gonna be all right because the crow's on his headstone yep so and movie and scene um <sighs> so many things to say though i know First of all, do you remember when we talked about the mis- the the mistake on the lake reference? <laughs> do you no. have that written down? No, I don't oh, know what you're talking God. about. They talk about Lake Erie, which okay, so in Cleveland, where we're near, um there was so much shit in Lake Erie that it actually lit on fire one year and the fire burned for a long time. And they caused the mistake by the lake. Do you know what I'm talking about? I thought you were talking about the Cuyahoga River. Burning. Was that the Cuyahoga River? It yes, was the Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga River, River, not Lake Erie, that burned. Yes, that's right. Sorry. Yes. But they reference that, though, in the movie. Yes, they do. Yes, because of the fire. Yeah. I wish they could see that. Wish, yeah, he says Cuyahoga River caught on fire once because there was so much pollution. Wish I could have seen that. Wish I could have seen that. Um, uh, yeah, my dad actually had stories of like being able to walk on it that's because creepy. there was so much Ugh. gunk. Like, yeah, it's gross as fuck. Yeah, it's gross as fuck. I have things to say about this movie. Okay, first of all, Micah and Top Dollar's relationship—they were s- half siblings. Yes. Ugh. Gross, incestuous <gasps> relationship. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking gross. Um, and unnecessary, really. 
I know. Like, what What was the point of that to the story? Just to make him, like, more evil because he's screwing his half-sister? Like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. He could. He's still evil. You don't need to, like, what is the point of right. leaving that? We didn't need him disgusting. Um, I do like how the crow kind of sees things for Eric. Like, mm-hmm. you see through the crow's vision, like... The girl can show him where to go. Right. Like, there's fun boy at the pawn shop. I must go to the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, his eyes in the sky, technically. And he's a part of that crow. Mm-hmm. Like they said, you take away the crow's power and Eric loses his invincibility. Right. I, I like that part of the story. So that was my thoughts on that. And I also think it's the best revenge, one of the best revenge flicks of all time. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is a, a classic. This is such a cult movie. Oh my god, I just love it so much. I love this movie. I just want to watch it again already. And it sucks because we're going so fast right now, but because we're already so far into this episode, yeah, there's just so much to say about there's this so, movie. I know it's like we it's like we need an extra long episode because there's just so much to say about it. Like, right? It's it's just so good. So, um, I I wanted to say also, um, they didn't have the biggest have a very big budget. They did like a bit later. Um, they did actually after Brandon's death, unfortunately, because they had to redo some things and they ended up changing stuff and, and reconfiguring things. And, mm-hmm. um, but so they did a lot of things that you honestly can't tell. They did a lot of, um, miniatures and like superimposing the fire over like miniatures of the city. Like, right. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't either. It was no, very well done. It was very well done. Set design was awesome. Yeah, it was definitely. And I've got to say, too, the lighting and uh, uh, cinematography was very good because it's a dark set movie, but yet it wasn't hard to see things. Yeah, right. So it was very well done that way, too. And that's always something that I appreciate about really dark movies. It's like, I love it. Thank you. But like, at least let me see what's going on. Obar had a cameo. He plays the looter who steals a television in the aftermath of the explosion at Gijin's pawn shop. Yep. <laughs> um, he used, actually, he used his profits from the film to buy his mom a car, himself a surround sound system, and then he donated the rest. Oh, nice. Because, yeah, he said he was such good friends with Brandon that after his death, it just felt like blood money. I can see that. Yeah. I honestly don't know how Michael Massey ever worked again. Like, that would fuck me up like more than a year oh, I know. like i know i understand he took a year off but that would like majorly fuck me up where i don't know if i could work again i'd be like i i, I can't I, I i don't know like maybe massive amounts of therapy mm-hmm. i i i i just don't know man i just don't know. i just don't know um should we get into do you have any more trivia before we go uh let's see Oh, there's a. I wrote this whole thing about Brandon. That's why I thought it was Lake Erie, because T Bird says, you know, Lake Erie actually caught fire once from all the crap floating around. It was wrong. Oh, it was Cuyahoga River in Cleveland, but it feeds into Lake Lake Erie. Yeah, I thought I was like, I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, it was the Cuyahoga River. You're correct. Right, it was misdone in the movie. I didn't. I didn't even notice that. That's so weird. Well, and that's why I put it in my notes as Lake Erie, because I was just going by what they said. Which is why I said they cure. Um, I should mention this was a sleeper hit at the box office. Um, they opened at number one in the U.S. with eleven million seven hundred seventy-four thousand three hundred thirty-six 
dollars and a total gross of fifty million six hundred and ninety three thousand dollars. Damn. Oh yeah. Damn. How many sequels were there to this movie? I know there's oh. the Crow Salvation. The Crow Stairway the, to Heaven. No, there's the Crow City of Angels. That's number two. Okay. Then, uh, oh, shit, I don't know. I think there's four. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, um. And then there's a TV show. There's Crow Stairway to Heaven. Which is the TV show. Okay. Um. See, I was, this was back in my phase when I was like, if the first movie was really good, I, I would just wait to hear how the sequels were because I was pretty sure the sequels wouldn't match up anyway and then if I heard bad things I wouldn't go see them whereas now I'm like oh this movie has sequels sweet I don't care if they're good or not I just want to see them all you know and there was a crow wicked prayer too and that was done in 2000 as recently as 2005 well so oh here the last one I knew about honestly was city of angels stairway to heaven and then angels I only read about it today Salvation was in 2000. Crow Purgatory. Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's not enough. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Any awards that you can think of? I mean, Grant, there were a lot of fucking chads. I mean... <laughs> but I don't think we need to name them all. Was... <laughs> I think Top Dollar gets the Chad Award. <laughs> yeah, he was the biggest chad. <laughs> Do you want to explain what the Chad is real fast? Uh, the Chad Award is the... Actually, it's the the biggest asshole award, basically. Like, whatever character is just a complete douche canoe. Um, we really uh, call them the Chad. Uh, which is a term I picked up on Reddit. So, you know, don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you're named Chad. We don't think you're a douchebag. We just think your name's kind of douchey. Sorry, Chad. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Sorry. Uh, shall we rate? Yeah, let's rate this. I'm going to go about 9.235. Oh, nice and solid. It's high. I love this movie. Yeah, I'm going to go. Oh, do you want to say anything more before I rate? Well, I own it on VHS and DVD. So do I. Oh, you do too. I yeah, don't feel I so do. bad then. I do. I own this both, yes. Um, but I don't own it on Blu-ray yet, and I need to correct that. And this was a chaos pick. Did we ever say that this was a chaos pick? I don't think pick? we ever said that this was a chaos pick, but it was a chaos pick. But Carnage fully supports it. <laughs> this is, thank you. This is my nostalgia. Um, so anyway, I'll give it a 10 because, God, everybody knows how much I love this movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, great it's a great movie. movie. Uh, do you want some fanfic? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot. Uh, so on Archive of Our Own, there is 67. Okay. And then another 105 of all media types. So that's the graphic novel and movies. Okay. Okay. 67 just for the movie. And then in fanfiction.net, there are whew, a lot of crossovers. Uh, some of the funnier ones. I'm going to read some of the like, list. Of, so we are crossed with. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Leverage. Batman. Yu-Gi-Oh. Naruto. Danny Phantom. Highlander. Xena Warrior Princess. Sailor Moon. La Femme Nikita, Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, Harry Potter, Wrestling, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, Star Fox, Inuyasha? Is that an anime? Inuyasha, yes, it's an anime. Bubblegum Crisis. Inuyasha. Inuyasha, okay. Bubblegum Crisis, Grand Theft Auto, Kingdom of Hearts, Phantom of the Opera, Castle, Sherlock, and that's about it. Holy shit. Yes, and some of those are multiples. 
Like there's more than one in, in that crossover. Like there's five of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer by different authors. Interesting. Yes. So yes, um, I'm not reading any today because we're already running really long, but yeah. I just figured I'd share that. So Wow, that's interesting. All right. Well, let's see. Um, anything you want to pimp this week? Yeah, they don't need pimping, but I found a new podcast, which I love, and they are called The Mortified. And it's a great podcast of people reading their childhood diaries and laughing hysterically over them. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, I listened to an episode today actually on your suggestion and it was very funny. Glad you liked it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but that's all I have. We are at theymostlypodcastatnight.com. We're hosted by anchor.fm slash podcast at night. We are, our social media, Maverick is Maverick. Our social media is at podcast at night. We are on Facebook and Twitter. There is a Facebook community. We are on Instagram and Carnage does our Instagram posts. Um, We also have our own Instagrams. I am chaos at night. Carnage is asshole at night. No, Carnage is Carnage at night. Maverick is go Maverick, M-A-V-R-I-K. We are also, oh, we are, please, please give us a review. Uh, We would really appreciate one. If you do, you can totally get a free sticker. All you have to do is go leave us a nice review, screenshot it, and send it to us with your address, and we will send you a free sticker. It really helps us get the word out. The more reviews we get, the more exposure we get. So please, 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 thank you. Redbubble store. We have a Redbubble store. We have merch. Um, we have like five different designs. Go check them out. Books. Check, check them out. out. Books. Books. Check, check them out. out. We still wanted to make the books check them out t-shirt, but we'd probably get sued or something. We still might. We still might. And that's it for me. So this is Chaos saying goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. And this is Carnage saying good evening. And as always, we were filmed in front of a live studio audience of proper cats. Thanks for listening to They Mostly Podcast at Night. Our theme song is by the Computer Music All-Stars under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Link in the show notes.